near-death experience podcast, an ongoing exploration of spiritually transformative experiences, including NDEs and other phenomena, in order to elucidate the ineffable and better understand our spirituality. All episodes are available at ndepodcast.org. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and guests are not necessarily those of NDE Podcast, the NDERF, any sponsors, or for that matter, anyone else. In the end, the only opinion that really matters is yours. Near-Death Experience Podcast, item number 380, February 22nd, 2022. The NDE of Anna Cecilia Gonzalez. When life is not forever. Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side, as well as the music album Home, both of which can be found on our website, neardeathexperiencepodcast.org or ndepodcast.org. You just click on Store to get to those two, the book and the uh, music. Today we're going to share the experience of Anna Cecilia, from enderf.org. This account I found uh, after a conversation, a uh, message conversation back and forth with a listener about uh, plants and animals and and kind of our spiritual connection to them and so forth. And so I was kind of doing a little research uh, specifically on that topic. And this was one of the very first that I found. I didn't actually get very deep into the, uh, into the research that I was setting out to do, but when I found this experience, I was like, okay, we got to include that one in the podcast. It's just beautiful. So I'm not going to read the first uh, quarter of the account because it's all medical stuff, which, uh, you know, I know some of you are probably interested in hearing, but uh, but it, in short, she's having uh, these uh, problems following an operation and uh and she's got a breathing tube that feels wrong, but she's having trouble communicating that to the doctors. And she really senses that something's off, um, but can't seem to communicate that. So here's where Anna Cecilia picks up. She says, My body hangs on to life in spite of being weak, infected, recently operated on, and deprived of oxygen to maintain my life. My body isn't easily overcome and makes the final force to manage to survive. They tried the procedure once more and weren't able to free the tube, maybe because it was badly positioned. Then the dizziness started and I began to lose consciousness and the body began to surrender. I stopped breathing and almost immediately my heart stopped. Then I left. Suddenly, I opened my eyes and felt totally liberated. I saw myself in the hospital gown with the doctors around my body trying to resuscitate me. 
I saw how they were busily moving from one place to another, each time smaller and more distant. The sensation was strange because I felt myself completely integral, and without doubt I saw my inert body in front of me. I floated alone. No one tried to hold down my legs and arms. The relief was enormous. I couldn't control that which had happened. I let go. Then there began the most wonderful journey. I floated from within what seemed like a tree. I could only be a spectator. First I saw something like a layer of branches that sheltered little animals. There were squirrels, rabbits, and birds amongst them. All of them were harmonious. I felt peace, fullness. They radiated a love the like of which I had never felt, and much less coming from an animal, a fullness that I hadn't lived. The sounds penetrated my soul, and everything that I had left behind lost importance. To experience the sensation was the only thing that had all my attention at that moment. I continued floating. Meanwhile, my body relaxed. My muscles stopped hurting. I breathed freely. I no longer felt tired. The relief wasn't just external, but internal also. Straight away, I saw a second layer of various extensive branches. The scenario was incredible. There were big animals, horses, giraffes, elephants, lions, and many more. The scene was beautiful. The colors of the skins of each species amazed me. For the first time I saw these wild animals, like inoffensive and friendly beings which before I had never seen. It was as if we knew each other and were part of the same family. I felt love for those beings and was aware that they loved me as well. I continued rising. I saw a third layer of branches. These were full of children of all races and ages, everyone unique and at the same time beautiful. Everyone was happy. Smiles, songs, small sweet voices, they were all that could be heard. The smiles shone in the faces of the children. They played and ran in the field. They splashed in the water that cascaded from a mountain in the center of a garden. I wasn't able to talk to anyone, at least I didn't try. I was content to observe and enjoy this beautiful countryside, a countryside that emanated love from every side. The communication I had during the journey wasn't verbal, but I felt flooded with love so that I didn't say anything. I enjoyed and was delighted with this beautiful spectacle. I would have decided to stay here if I'd had the choice. But I was like a balloon that leaves the hand of a child and is not concerned with that which it leaves behind. It goes wherever the air takes it. At this moment, I remembered Anna Cecilia. But I wasn't worried. I knew that she would be fine. Then I was able to see her in her bed, sleeping peacefully. I felt great peace and very close to her, as if I was there at her side. I wasn't worried. 
but just drew close to her and cared for her. I realized that I had the power to see everything in front, behind, up and down, and everywhere at once. Without worrying where I would return, and without needing to turn the head, my eyes could see as if in three dimensions. I didn't feel worry or anxiety. It was a lot of information at once, and all of it was assimilated and fascinated me. I felt that there had been magic in this place. A little further up, I saw another layer of branches. This time, there were teenagers, people of middle age, and people just growing old. I saw harmony, serenity, and happiness. People smiled and felt strengthened. The voices were clear, harmonious, and fluent. The communication flowed in a natural manner. The atmosphere was total peace and completely full of love. There was also a fountain surrounded by flowers of every color in the center of the garden. The water cascaded in different rhythms, forming images, and its sound was in harmony and was amazing. The people sat down around themselves and talked and smiled at one another. They didn't talk with sounds from the mouth. It was as if it was just with the mind they could say everything, and I could hear them. There were people leaning in the garden, reading a book, or just enjoying the sun. The countryside was fantastic. I continued being carried along on this journey. I was only able to enjoy the pleasure of traveling on, rising up this tree that was as a tunnel full of life, where it seemed everything was one. That made me feel complete and fulfilled, free. I was able to breathe deeply and oxygenate myself. I didn't feel ill. I didn't hurt in any way, absolutely. I remember my parents and my husband. I knew that they were suffering, but I knew that they would be okay. I wanted to console them, love them more and more. Nothing, absolutely nothing worried me. It was as if I knew that sooner or later they would enjoy this excellent feeling of well-being that I had, and I stopped worrying. I went on a bit further towards the, a layer of branches, but this time I could see a large group of old people. The elderly people smiled. They looked strong and vigorous. Many were sitting down, talking, but without saying anything, just enjoying the countryside. They were in the middle of flower-filled gardens, trees of various species, and rivers flowing with clean, fresh water. They walked along paths and shared stories. Nobody had any problems with moving. This caught my attention. Suddenly I realized that my body was as if it was filled with electricity, that it was able to radiate light. I felt fulfilled. The countryside was simply beautiful, and my soul filled up with happiness. I looked up to see what was happening, then everything was a spectacle with sensations that I had never felt before. I saw a small yellow fine circle so intense that it attracted me. Also, my natural curiosity made me go in to see what was behind it. My curiosity turned into desire. 
I wanted to go into it, but as much as I tried, I wasn't able to speed up my journey. Anxious and trying to go on, I managed to penetrate slowly into this small space. It was as if it was a silk thread, soft and delicate. To lift my head and shoulders as I believed that it would finally be able to live in the light that was within it, it stopped at the middle of my body and filled every part of my body. I became blinded and was in complete ecstasy. I breathed deeply to fill myself completely with this amazing sensation. I didn't want, didn't need anything else. I had arrived at the end, the final destination. There wasn't any way there could be any more love than this. I felt it. I knew it. I enjoyed it enormously. No pleasure, feeling of peace, harmony, fullness, or ecstasy could describe the sensation of being embraced by this light that filled me with this complete love. There were not sufficient words. I could see, hear, feel, and perceive everything without moving from this tree that made me float. It was as if everything was as one. Everything was connected. I had the ability to be everywhere at the same time and to communicate myself with everyone without saying anything. I felt completely loved and accepted without any conflict or confusion. It was like being at home with the whole family of creation. Without looking absolutely at anything, Almost immediately, I felt the stroke of a hand on the upper part of my head. In this moment, I was flooded with an unimaginable love. I was filled with ecstasy. At this moment, when the hand touched my head, I heard a gentle, beautiful, almost mystical voice which said to me, Stay calm and go in peace. Do everything that I have asked you. I wanted to ask, understand, investigate more, but in this instant, I began my journey back. I returned, seeing the layers of the branches, but really quickly. There was no way to enjoy them. I wanted to, but could only go back in this violent way. I didn't want to return from this beautiful experience, which was so nice and that I liked so much. Why do I have to return if I was able to rest at last? For what reason are they waking me up? Why are they bothering me? I asked myself constantly. Again, I saw myself far away in the hospital bed and the doctors surrounding my body trying to resuscitate me. In an instant, I was in my body. My head went round and round. I again felt pain, anguish, and anger. The dizziness stopped me locating myself in time and space. I opened my eyes and saw lots of doctors around me trying to resuscitate me. I felt great heat in the chest from the electric shock they had used to try and get the cardiac rhythm back. In this moment, I heard the doctors shouting, No, I don't want to return. Leave me in peace, I shouted inwardly without anyone hearing me. I was desperate. I didn't want to be here. I asked myself once again why they had woken me up. If I finally had slept after battling to breathe, it was as if nobody cared what I wanted. Everyone wanted to bring me back to this place where everything hurt. 
and I could barely breathe. I felt that hours had passed here. Without a doubt, it had only been some minutes. My body had resisted and had once more been in cardiac arrest. The doctors seemed to lose control, and they shouted in a loud voice, She's back, again with us. She's gone. She's gone. Try again. I fought to return to where I had been for some seconds. There was no reason to stay here, where there had been so much pain and suffering. I just wanted to return to this light, this love, and this instant. I wanted to feel this immense love and fullness that I had felt. No one heard my inner cries. It was incredible that no one cared what I thought. I couldn't think of my daughter, my husband, my parents, or my family. All was left behind in importance after having lived in this peace and restfulness. I felt that they would be well, and I didn't worry anymore. Leave me in peace. I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go. Please, please let me go, I said inside myself. After a battle of around an hour, with electric shocks and cardiopulmonary resuscitations, they managed to reestablish my heartbeat. I came back. I was here again in the hospital, full of tubes, sounds, respirators, and a large group of doctors around me. Little by little, they moved away. There remained only the guard of the two nurses that always had to be there, and a cardiologist who stayed with me the rest of the night. At first I was bewildered and confused. It's not possible to suffer an experience like this and hope to return understanding what has happened. They attached lines and I realized that I was very angry with everyone and that I didn't understand anything. Who had said these words to me? Why did they say this to me? Would a doctor talk to me or Jesus himself show me the way that I had to decipher? Everything had happened at once. I enjoyed an amazing scene, and they had resuscitated me and tried to save my life. Some hours passed before I, it became clear in my mind. I was able then to understand and accept what had happened. I had been in another place, in another dimension, or maybe in the same place, but I was able to see that that which before I couldn't see. Something happened and I wanted to understand because I had left my body. I insisted on telling myself and the only way was to write. They gave me a pen on my left side because they had a catheter on my right, but I wasn't able to write. As I tried to ask, no one could answer. No one gave me explanations in spite of all my intentions to write in my little notebook. I was not able to obtain an explanation. I felt disconcerted, but very animated. I didn't understand where I had been, but I knew that I had been alive. It wasn't of this world or this kingdom. It had been a foretaste of the amazing world which comes after death. Everyone acted as if I was dead, but I would like to explain that it was healthier than anything. I wanted them to stop acting this way and to tell them that although I looked bad, I wasn't ill and I didn't feel pain anymore, that I knew that I would live.
that I felt that they had said it to me, but I wasn't able to say anything or communicate the internal force that sustained me, helped me, and didn't discourage me in any way in spite of the bad news that would come later. After many serious days, I entered a crisis and began to cry deeply. I had another experience. I resituated my head on the pillow. I looked up, and then I went through one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. I started to pray, asking God to give me peace. With my eyes on the ceiling, I was trying to take slow, deep breaths, meanwhile listening to Marcella, my sister. I concentrated on my prayer. Then I felt a tingling sensation all over my body. With my eyes open and feeling that I was totally conscious, I saw two angels come down, and one stayed on my right side, another on my left. They emanated light, and I saw the movement of their clothing like silk tunics. All the time they seemed to be floating. I don't remember ever having seen wings so great or golden, only transparent bodies that shone brightly and showered me with pure love and fulfillment. They began to cleanse me. They rested my head back with great care, my chest, my arms, stomach, and legs. I felt as if my body began to free itself from the pressure it had. I felt relief. I enjoyed the scenario, and it was all a spectacle for my eyes. I felt lovingly embraced by these beings. Marcella just looked at me and didn't understand what had happened when she saw me relax each time as I looked at my body from one side to the other. I remained in a deep sleep for several hours. I rested as if for the first time in days. My breathing improved dramatically. Crying was the best respiratory exercise that I could have done. I managed that which Lorna couldn't in days. With force, the air entered my lungs, and this had dislodged the liquid phlegm. Events, sometimes as dark as they seem, carry with them a light with them, and give meaning to pain. This was what I mean by growing through the pain. It was basically two amazing experiences in which I lived during my two months' stay in hospital. And that is the end of Anna Cecilia's experience. This took place in June of 1989, and I have to admit it's a little bit hard to know what I can say more about it. She did such a great job of sharing what she was experiencing. I do find it interesting, her description of it being like she's traveling through a tree. I'm not exactly sure what to make of that. I kind of picture uh, many people traveling through the tunnel in this kind of almost like universe or galaxy, you know, kind of rushing um, past stars and so forth. And I'm almost wondering if maybe this tunnel took on a tree-like shape that she was rushing through the veins of uh, something like that. It's, it's kind of hard to say, but either way, it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience for her. And, uh, and as she describes seeing 
animals and feeling connected to them. I'm wondering whether those are real animals on this side that she's connecting with. It sounds like they're on the other side. So were these animals that she knows from previous to coming to Earth? Or is this, you know, the whole, you know, is this just spirit animals that uh, are on the other side and she is feeling connected to it's, it's kind of unclear but i'm not sure it makes much difference i think the effect is the same she is feeling this oneness and connection with everything in this state of absolute ecstasy and uh, i would like to read a couple of little excerpts from the questionnaire down below because i think they uh um, just, they just add a little bit of insight here. She says, and she's describing the moment, uh, I, I believe, when she's um, seeing the animals and the, and the gardens and so forth. She says, everything made sense and was very clear. I saw the colors of the skins of the animals, the details of the gardens, of the water, of the trees, and the air. Everything around me was different. I had never been through anything like this so real. Everything which you see in supernatural films here was pure reality and makes you feel marvelous also when I saw the angels. So that little description there that she's giving um, is describing the realness of the situation, the absolute clarity, the vividness, the lucidity of it, it sounds like far more than what she experienced in mortal life. Okay, so um, then she goes on as she's describing how things look in her experience compared to how everyday life on earth um, appears. And she says, uh, before the experience, I believed that I was very sensible in most things, but I never looked looked much further than the obvious. After the experience, I realized that I knew that which underlined the words of people, even without them saying anything. It is as if I knew their story and could decipher perfectly when someone lied to me or when that which they said wasn't real. I was able to read the actions of people as never before. I developed a very sharp sense of perception it is frustrating sometimes because I can know, but I'm unable to prove that which I know until it happens. Okay, here's another one. She's describing the hearing that she experienced compared to daily life. Everything I heard was harmonious, loving with great feeling. I listened to many voices, many sentences, air, water, animals, and it was as if I had the capacity to understand them all. I felt I had brought with me much information, but it was so hard to describe. My way of seeing life is very different to that, which, uh, that in which most people see it. I listened a lot and was never confused. The sounds weren't words, but I understood everything. No one spoke to me, but everyone communicated. I don't know if I've made this clear. Okay, and here's another one where she, um, she's describing the tunnel, uh, and she discusses this tree aspect just briefly, um, which I find very interesting. She says, I entered through a tree, but more accurately, I saw as if 
there were various different layers of heaven. The tree took me, but wonderful worlds opened up with each layer of the branches. I listened, saw, and felt everything without moving from my place where I floated. It was like everything was united within me. Interesting. So I wonder, she says that I, that I felt everything without moving from my place. Was it that the tree itself was moving through her, so to speak? Or maybe I'm not quite understanding that aspect of it. But it's interesting to me that she says that, that the tree seemed to represent, if I'm understanding her correctly, represent different layers of heaven. And that those different wonderful worlds of heaven opened up like layers of the branches. Very cool. Now, in another one where she's asked to describe any emotions that she felt, she says, I felt pleasure, immense peace, a love that I have never felt before. I, compl I felt complete in myself, fulfilled. Everything made sense. It was like finally I was able to unite all the threads of my existence and understand that for which I had been created and why I was here. I felt an immense love for everyone that I was here. I adored the animals and all creation. From that moment on, I could never see suffering of an animal or think that the trees and plants didn't have feelings. I felt that everything had a harmonious feeling. We are all connected, and I felt that there wasn't anything else that wasn't alive in some way. I felt the same towards everyone and everything. Everything was one. And then to a question that is asking about her understanding, like what she could understand. She says, there was no confusion. On the contrary, for the first time, everything had a logic that I had never experienced before. Everything was harmonious. Everything was one. The entire universe made me feel welcome. I felt loved by the trees, the animals, the plants, and the people, everyone. I understood that the that pain meant nothing, that all of this was passing. I understood that hatred is fear of rejection. I understood that anger is insincerity. Where I was, there was none of it. I didn't ever want to return to the earth. I felt loved, accepted, and related to by my surroundings. I'm writing a book that has been hard for me to finish precisely because I can't find words to describe everything that I saw, felt, and experienced. And then let's read one more. I recommend that you go and find this on enderf.org and read all the questions in the, or all of her answers to the questionnaire. She goes into quite a bit of detail in, in some of these, but um, I'm just kind of showing highlights. But when she is asked about whether she got any special knowledge or information about her purpose, she says, Yes, I know I have to share that which I have experienced. I can't stop from sharing that life occurs after death. That it's not true that we will be judged finally and that it will limit the fullness of our existence. I feel that I have a purpose in sharing how it is. Through the means of great pain, one can be positive and optimistic. I know it is not important what we have or how much we have. Also, it is not important what profession titles we have. 
or all the things the world demands to have a certain social or economic level. What is important is to love in spite of that which might be. What is important is to see in others that which they themselves cannot see sometimes. I believe that I have to share that faith is that which saves. Faith in yourself saves you from your fears, from your failures, from coldness, from sorrow. If you don't love yourself, it will be impossible to love anyone else. You won't be able to love or to give love to anyone else. I believe that I have to share that love to ourselves, which is the greatest investment that one could make. Giving ourselves time to know ourselves, to understand ourselves, and to accept ourselves as we are. In doing so, we will see how everyone else will do it as well. This experience made me more conscious and perceptive of everything that really happens to people. It's as if you could guess what they're suffering, or the lack thereof, and trying to love them, giving them a security which affects them that doesn't make them less valiant. And that is the end of Cecilia's response to that question. And again, she answers more, but there's a ton of them here, and... uh, and she describes a little bit of after effects, which we briefly touched upon and so forth. But I think the, that her explanation of everything was so well written and so well done. I would love to read her book. And I just looked it up. I think it's Anna Cecilia Gonzalez, When Life is Not Forever, if you want to look that book up. Let me just end this by saying that, you guys, there is life after death that there is joy and love to be had in this life as well. And that if we let go of fear, love ourselves, allow ourselves to be the loving beings that we want to be, that we're going to have more joy in this life, more fulfillment, and then, I mean, joy beyond imagining in the future to come after this life. And with that, thank you again, all of you, so much for listening. Chaz and I thank you for listening to Near Death Experience Podcast. You can reach out to your hosts by using Chaz, C-H-A-S, at ndepodcast.org and John, J-O-H-N, at ndepodcast.org. You can text or call the show at 970-633-2278. That's 970-NDE-CAST. Calling allows you to record your message in three-minute increments. If your message runs longer than three minutes, just call back and we can splice the segments together. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching NDE podcast on those sites and join our Facebook NDE podcast community. Please leave feedback for the show on iTunes or via whatever application you use to listen to us. Doing so will allow our audience to grow and help spread the knowledge about spiritually transformative experiences to more listeners. You can help keep the show financially viable by purchasing Chaz's music or his book under the store link on the ndepodcast.org website. 
or by going to patreon.com slash ndepodcast where you can make a one-time only donation or become an ongoing supporter. Whether you decide to write or call us or you choose to support the show either financially or by writing a review or by listening and sharing us with others, we are so humbly thankful for you. We can't begin to express how much touching you spiritually means to us. Chaz and I thank you for joining us. We hope you keep listening and applying the understanding you gain from the show about your existence after this earthly life so you have a better life right now. And to love one another. This is your host, John Messer, reminding you that it's all about attitude and gratitude. And our attitude should always be love.